This is the MLW Radio Network. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Blackheart, the head honcho off the Top Roast Podcast. If you love independent and professional wrestling and like all the juicy gossip of the wrestling industry, then look no further than here, OTTR Headquarters. You can catch us on Facebook, Twitch, and Facebook groups, and whatever that you get your podcast from with our, with our latest Last Week of Wrestling, After Darts, Under Boss's Hard Taste, and now a new upcoming trivia game show, Wrestling Every, coming soon. So if you like what you've seen, you love professional wrestling, you love independent wrestling, you love everything about wrestling just yourself, give us a tune. You know, you would not regret it. Blackheart out. Everyone knows a lot of things can change in the span of 10 years. But when it comes to professional wrestling podcasting, one thing is still guaranteed. The Shining Wizards is the only place to get all the latest wrestling news, interviews with the greatest guests, and of course, tons of laughs in discussing the world of wrestling. The show is still available on Monday nights at 7 p.m. East on RantDMRadio.com and Rant Entertainment Media on the TuneIn app. And it's still available on all podcasting platforms. To check us out, head over to ShiningWizards.com where it's still wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah, yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. For we right? shared a room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go we? way back, mate. Yeah. yeah, we should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do. We do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hey, the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. Welcome to another episode of The Freeland Five, brought to you by the MLW Radio Network and the Front Row Material brand for Monday, April the 11th, 2022. Hope everybody had a great weekend. So many things are breaking at this hour when it comes to the world of professional wrestling. What we do here at The Freeland Five is we scour all the social media sites and all the wrestling websites to bring you all the latest news that is breaking at this hour. We will first start off with Danny Wolfsonholm right now is reporting. Cody Rhodes reveals the WWE star he was most excited to meet. Now, as we know, Cody Rhodes has made his triumphant return to WWE, and he has set his sights on becoming the WWE champion, something his father never had the opportunity to do. Now, just one week after making his return at WrestleMania 38, Cody Rhodes joined Sirius XM's Busted Open Radio to recall that special night in Dallas, Texas. The American Nightmare revealed that there was one particular moment that really stood out to him that 
when he watches back, he was very happy about. He was extremely happy with the match he had with Seth Rollins. In a quote, Cody said, I don't often watch my matches back. I had to watch this one back. I was watching because the production was so different from WWE and AEW. There's just different ways that they produce things. I was just so curious about how it all would look. I did not know that Corey Graves, what he was going to say. I didn't know what the commentators were going to say. The whole show was so professional. I had a deep connection with everyone that was working on it. It was very special. Now, Cody Rhodes also noted that he had the opportunity to reconnect with some of his old colleagues he met and some new faces backstage at WrestleMania. But the one he was so most excited to meet about again, he said, and I quote, I got the chance to have that match. I did. And I did it well, Cody explained. I was in there, and I got to see Kofi. I got to see the woods, and I got to go ahead and see some new people as well. I never really got to talk with Corbin as often, and we got to talk a little bit that evening. I was really, really excited. Excited can't even be the words to describe it. Cody Rhodes now has his eyes set on his next stage. WWE is poor putting together what many believe may be his next big feud, which would be with AJ Styles. If you'd like to read more about this, by all means, head on over to Wrestling Inc. Danny Wolfson-Holm is writing in at this hour. All right, keeping the flow going, Mark Middleton is writing in at this hour. Backstage notes on the Brock Lesnar-Roman Reigns match at WrestleMania 38. Now, the main event of WrestleMania 38 reportedly went off just as it was planned to. WrestleMania Sunday was headlined by Roman Reigns defeating Brock Lesnar to become the inaugural undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Now, there had been some speculation on whether Reigns was possibly suffering a shoulder injury, which may have led to a quicker finish than what was planned, but that was not the case. According to Dave Meltzer on Sunday night's main event podcast, it was noted that Reigns did not suffer any type of injury whatsoever, and the match went down as it was planned out and laid out exactly. Uh, it was also noted that the, the match itself was supposed to go around 12 minutes itself. Now, Lesnar and Reigns' match was produced by WWE Hall of Famer Michael P.S. Hayes and Pat Buck, who left the company shortly after the event. Reigns is rumored for a quick feud with Shinsuke Nakamura based off what was happening on Friday night's post-WrestleMania SmackDown, but yet still nothing is 100% confirmed with that. Stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. for more information. All right, Matthew Wilkinson is also reporting at this hour that Rick Boogs is on crutches. WWE SmackDown superstar Rick Boogs has shared a video update on himself walking around his neighborhood on crutches. The currently injured wrestler is having to use them post-surgery, and he is already healing up as he heads around his neighborhood. Boogs suffered a torn quadricep in the opening tag team match of WrestleMania 38 on night one. He and Shinsuke Nakamura were challenging the Usos for the SmackDown tag team titles when the injury occurred. Boogs attempted to hit a fireman's carry during the match on both men and then suffered the problem. Boogs quickly rolled out of the ring and Nakamura finished the remainder of the encounter alone. The match was reportedly cut short because of the injury. All of us wish nothing but the best for him and hope he has a speedy recovery. Once again, Matthew Wilkinson is reporting at this hour on his condition. 
Moving on, The Undertaker wants to see Bray Wyatt make a return to WWE. Uh, Matthew Carlins is writing in at this hour for Wrestling Inc. Count WWE Hall of Famer The Undertaker among those who would like to see Bray Wyatt return turned to WWE. Now, the two men faced off at WrestleMania 31, and Wyatt apparently earned The Undertaker's respect during their time together in the company. In a quote, The Undertaker said, I hope things get worked out with him somewhere. At WrestleMania Access earlier this month, he is a phenomenal talent, and I think he's got a lot to offer in this industry. So I wish him the best, and for him, hopefully at some point, he comes home. Now, WWE released Bray Wyatt last July. He has not appeared in a WWE ring since WrestleMania 37, where he lost to Randy Orton. Wyatt did make an appearance on Raw the following night for a Firefly Funhouse segment, inciting that he was getting ready for a fresh start that actually never came to fruition. Now, Bray Wyatt has made some public appearances since his release of WWE. However, he has not wrestled a single match yet. AEW and Impact Wrestling both reportedly had hopes for bringing Wyatt into the companies, but instead, Wyatt has pursued opportunities outside of professional wrestling. Bray Wyatt has recently been working on a horror film project. One of his collaborations is on special effects artist Jason Baker, who actually worked with WWE when they were creating all of the different masks for the Firefight Funhouse segments for WWE. Now, based upon the details of the project, they are still shrouded in secrecy, but things are coming along, says Baker. In a quote, he said, it's happening. It's going to happen, Baker said. Did some stuff in November in Tennessee, and we're working on some more stuff, and it's coming along. Hopefully, people will see it once we finally get it all put together. Bray White's tenure in WWE began in 2009 when he first signed with the company. He went on to win the WWE Championship. He's also a two-time WWE Universal Champion. If you'd like to read more about this article, head on over to Wrestling Inc. Matthew Carlins is writing in at this hour. All right. WWE confirms Stone Cold Steve Austin's next Broken Skull Sessions episode. Mark Middleton is writing in at this hour. WWE Hall, Hall of Famers Bully Ray and Stone Cold Steve Austin have announced for the next Broken Skull episode session. WWE confirmed today that the episode will premiere on Friday, April the 15th via the Peacock Network and the WWE Network. Bully first announced the episode back in early March. Stay tuned for more information as far as this goes. Many believe this will be one of the most exciting Broken Skull sessions Steve Austin has had. Once again, Bully Ray announced for that. All right, Mustafa Ali, we've talked about him before. Eric Mutter is writing at this hour. Mustafa Ali wants the American nightmare versus a real nightmare. Let's find out what is happening. As WWE continues to promote the return of Cody Rhodes, WWE star Mustafa Ali has thrown his name into the hat for a potential opponent for the former AEW star. Now responding to a tweet from WWE this past Friday asking for a potential dream match for Rhodes, Mustafa Ali mentioned himself as a possible opponent. In a quote, he says, the American nightmare versus a real American nightmare. 
Mustafa Ali's real American Nightmare comment is perhaps a reference to a scrapped gimmick Ali was looking to use back in late 2021 before it was abandoned by creative. Then soon after, a reported creative disagreement between Ali and Vince McMahon led to a long-time WWE standoff between the two before he asked for his release, which WWE ultimately did not decide to grant him. Ali's tweet regarding a match with Cody Rhodes is the first indication, big or small, that WWE may be willing to open to return a match with him and have him return to WWE programming. It has been reported that Mustafa Ali's contract with WWE has still several years on it, meaning he could otherwise be forced to sit out for multiple years before he's allowed to get back in the ring again. Very interesting to find out what Mustafa Ali will do and if whether or not WWE creative has anything for him. Wrestling Inc. is also reporting at this hour more information on The Undertaker. The Undertaker reportedly hosting a new WWE podcast. Mark Middleton is also writing at this hour, 2022 Hall of Fame inductee The Undertaker is reportedly getting into the podcasting world. A new report from WrestleVotes says Peacock and WWE officials have convinced Taker to launch his own podcast show, which would be similar to the Broken Skull Session series hosted by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Taker's new show is expected to begin airing in the next few months. Now, a fascinating concept. It was unfathomable just a few years back, they had reported. There's no word yet on the title of Taker's new show or who the first guest will be, but stay tuned to Wrestling Inc. as they will give you more information on that. Very, very interesting. Let's go ahead and let's find out what Bryce Cameron is writing in at this hour. Eddie Kingston recalls CM Punk feud triggering him mentally. What does he mean by that? Well, during a recent interview with the Wrestling Perspective podcast, Eddie Kingston spoke about how his feud with CM Punk negatively affected his mental state. He also discussed his disdain for the word superstar, which is used many times in wrestling promotions. Eddie says, the term superstar is often used when describing today's wrestling performers. However, that wasn't always a word used when discussing the wrestlers of the past. In fact, Kingston himself hates that word and laments regarding it in the interview. He said, and I quote, I hate the word superstar. Kingston remarked, I get why you say superstar because, well, that's been beat into our heads for so long. When I was a kid growing up, we didn't call Dusty Rhodes or Ric Flair or anybody in the NWA or WCW at that time superstars. We never even did it with ECW stars. Now, despite not liking the word, Kingston is currently a superstar performing in AEW. One of the biggest problems in his AEW career has been against CM Punk, who made his return, triumphant return to pro wrestling after a seven-year hiatus. Now, the feud showcased the two men embroiled in a war of words. Unfortunately for Kingston, the back and forth with Punk took quite a toll on his mental state. In a quote, Kingston said, After the showdown with Punk, as I like to call it, I had to walk away from everybody so I could break out of the mental state I was in. I just wanted to kill everybody. Everything I said to Punk was real. I just have to break out of it because and I wouldn't be miserable the rest of the day. I wouldn't have been, as my father would say, sitting out my own shit and getting out of my own way. If you'd like to read more about this interview, which is great, and it talks also about his interactions with John Moxley, please head on over to Wrestling Inc., and Bryce Cameron is writing on that. All right, let's keep the headlines rolling here. Let's see what we have next. 
The Miz and Nia Jax have a viral video that's happening on social media right now from Alexa Bliss's wedding. This is coming in at this hour from Wrestling Inc. A video of The Miz and Nia Jax walking down the aisle during Alexa Bliss's wedding ceremony has gone viral on social media. As you've seen below on social media, specifically on Twitter, the wrestlers put on a bit of a skit as they posed for the crowd before walking down the aisle. Bliss was previously revealed that The Miz introduced her to Ryan Cabrera in late of 2019. In a quote, she says, So, Miz, who is the best friends with Ryan, called him and asked him about dating Alexa Bliss. And Ryan had no clue who I was, Bliss said on the Bella's podcast in August of 2020. Miz ended up telling him, well, she's a girl that I work with. And then they started chatting and he asked me to go out. And then we went on from there. So if you want to hear more about how Alexa Bliss met her husband and how The Miz was involved in the entire process, by all means, go on over to Wrestling Inc. right now. That article is trending at this hour. All right, let's jump over to e-wrestling news. All right, let's go ahead and let's move on here. There is more information here from e-wrestling news at this hour. Thomas Lawson is writing in. Video of Bianca Belair flips out over a birthday present she got from Montez Ford. WWE Raw Women's Champion Bianca Belair couldn't hold back her excitement after being gifted a boat from her husband Montez Ford. Now Belair turned 33 this week and couldn't hold back when she was presented with the vessel. You can see this video on social media. Bella, Bianca Belair would say, you bought me a boat. Oh my God, you bought me a boat. You bought me a boat. Belair was incredibly excited to have the boat. You can find it all over social media and find out how excited she was in the reaction to it on social media. All right, moving on. Let's talk about AEW Rampage for their April 8th edition. Now, Friday night's episode of AEW Rampage on TNT pulled in 600,000 viewers even. They drew a .25 rating in the 18-49 to 49 demographic. Now, last week, the show did 456,000 viewers with a .15 rating in the 18-49 to 49 demo. The show ranked number four on cable for the night. Showbiz Daily is reporting on all of this. Now, the episode featured Daniel Bryan versus Trent Beretta, Wheeler Yuta versus Jon Moxley, Willow Nightingale versus Red Velvet in an Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament Qualifier, and Swerve Strickland versus QT Marshall. If you'd like to find out more information about ratings, go ahead and follow Andrew Ravens as he is reporting in at this hour for E-Wrestling News. Let's go ahead and let's continue with AEW news. Ryan Clark is writing in this hour. Matt Hardy reacts to Cody Rhodes keeping his AEW presentation following his return to WWE. During the latest edition of his The Extreme Life of Matt Hardy podcast, AEW star, Matt Hardy commented on Cody Rhodes returning to WrestleMania 38 and how the company allowed him to keep the same presentation he had in AEW. As many of you know, Cody uses kingdom as a theme song from downstreet and also uses the name the american nightmare as well in a quote hardy said i thought it was really well done i'm happy for him i've always had a very good relationship with cody i spent a lot of time with cody obviously during the pandemic era we were stuck in jacksonville and we would do a lot of dynamite and then we would also tape the next day dynamite for the following week tony khan was looking at us a lot we got a lot of great footage and a lot of content at that time. We were doing hours upon hours of dark. I mean, sometimes we would be at Daly's place till three in the morning recording stuff. 
and doing other things. So there was a lot of time I spent with all the AEW guys. The guys in the very beginning of AEW, especially during the pandemic era, spent a lot of time together. So I actually grew really close to Cody during that time. It always sucks to see someone leave, especially when you're buddies with them. You work together, you're acquaintances, but you also sometimes develop great relationships. But if you're also happy for them, whenever they get the opportunity to go somewhere else and better themselves. There's more to this quote from Matt Hardy. If you go on over and head to E-Wrestling News, Ryan Clark is reporting at this hour. All right, Ian Riccoboni from Ring of Honor. He is trending as well at this hour. Let's go ahead and find out what E-Wrestling News is saying about that. Ian Riccoboni reveals what Tony Khan told him before Ring of Honor Supercard of Honor. Ryan Clark is writing in at this hour. Ring of Honor commentator Ian Riccoboni was a recent guest on the Wrestling Perspective podcast. Now, during the podcast, Riccoboni revealed what new Ring of Honor president Tony Khan told him just prior to last Saturday's Supercard of Honor pay-per-view. You can obviously go ahead and still follow Riccoboni on social media. You can follow uh, Ring of Honor as well as they are keeping all of their handles on all their social media platforms. Now, on the plans for Ring of Honor going forward, according to Riccoboni, during his conversation with Tony Khans. In the term of plans, I only know what Tony has said at the press conferences and that he does intend to continue the programming, hopefully on a weekly basis. The storylines in the history of Ring of Honor will continue. We are all going to pick up where we left off. We saw that Supercard where all the stories that combined the titles continued as it was. It will be interesting to see where we then take it. Personally, I am hoping that it's a weekly TV show. For me, selfishly, I'd really be cool if we taped just once a month so I get as much time with my kids as possible. But I'm willing to listen to just about anything. When it comes to Ring of Honor, like I said, I have my adult life, and then I also have my Ring of Honor life. It's been the first company that ever gave me a break. It's the first company that truly put me on a national TV level. I love it to continue. There seems to be a lot of people that put a lot of effort into less than favorable circumstances. I'm just hoping for all these people, including myself, that we get a shot with the new ownership that cares about it and that is willing to sink some money into it and that is able to appreciate what we can do. If you'd like to catch more of this, definitely head on over to e-wrestling news and this is being reported by ryan clark continuing with this on what president tony khan told him before supercard of honor riccoboni says and i quote tony khan said me hey just go be yourself that's been neat new japan it's the same kind of thing stylistically it's been helpful that kevin kelly has been my mentor over the years it's been helpful that he was the one who brought me in he's kind of helped me craft the way i do things What's neat about that is he is a descendant of Jim Ross, and Jim Ross is a descendant of Bill Watts. So there's a long learning tree right there. While I went to school for broadcasting, there's also a good chance it was actually refining some of my skills that pushed me in the direction of Kevin Kelly. You can read more of this. As I said before, if you head on over to E-Wrestling News, Ryan Clark is writing in this hour about Ian Riccoboni. All right, let's go ahead and let's continue this. Control your narrative. A lot of people are interested in what this new type of promotion is going to be like. Andrew Ravens is reporting at this hour. Former WWE star Sarah Logan is booked for the Control Your Narrative event. 
Now, former WWE star Sarah Logan, now going by her real name, Sarah Rowe, has been announced for the Control Your Narrative event happening on May 13th in Cleveland, Ohio, and May 14th in Detroit, Michigan. Logan was released by WWE in 2020, but returned in January for an appearance in the Women's Royal Rumble match. Now, the Titan, Adam Shear, EC3, Killian Dane, The Rising Sun, Weston Blake, Psycho Boy, and others are going to be a part of that show. If you'd like to find out more information on the Control Your Narrative event that'll be coming up, follow Andrew Ravens and E-Wrestling News as they will give you all of the latest. So many things happening in the world of professional wrestling. Please let me know if you're enjoying the Freeland 5. It is at least the top five things that I find to be interesting that are trending on social media and across the various wrestling websites. Also, you can follow me on social media. I am at Mike, M-I-K-E, Freeland, F-R-E-L-A-N-D. Let's go ahead and let's jump over to Wrestling Observer. Joseph Courier is writing in this hour that Tommaso Ciampa has been called up to the Raw roster. An NXT mainstay looks to have found a new home on the WWE main roster. PWI reported that Tommaso Ciampa has officially been called up to the Raw roster. PWI also wrote that Champa is in Detroit and will be at tonight's episode of Raw at the Little Caesars Arena. Champa had his farewell match for NXT, stand and deliver during WrestleMania weekend by losing to Tony D'Angelo. The crowd chanted, thank you, Champa, after the match, and Paul Levesque appeared and embraced Champa as he was heading to the back. Champa made appearances on Raw in recent months while he was feuding with Dolph Ziggler in NXT. Champa also wrestled four times on episodes of WWE main event programming. Champa is also a two-time NXT champion and a one-time NXT tag team champion during his time on the black and gold brand. In a behind the scenes, you can see Champa as he was talking about wrestling and his dreams coming true in the world of pro wrestling. Just go ahead and cruise on over to F. 4wonline.com right now joseph courier is writing in on this article all right let's go ahead and let's keep things going here it appears that a gauntlet match is going to be happening for nxt ryan courier is also writing in at this hour there will be five teams in a gauntlet match to crown the brand new nxt tag team champions WWE has revealed how the next NXT championship is going to be determined. A five-team gauntlet match for the vacant NXT titles will take place on NXT this Tuesday. Grayson Whaler uh, will be a part of that. The Creed Brothers, Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen, and Petty Deadly will be on the five teams in the match. Now, the NXT tag team titles were declared vacant after Nash Carter, whose real name is Zachary Green, was released by WWE last week. Now, Carter was released after being accused of domestic abuse by his wife, Kimberly, also known as Kimberly Green. And Lee also posted a picture of Carter impersonating Adolf Hitler and giving the Nazi salute. Lee alleged that last year Carter got wasted and hit her so hard she spit, she split open her lip. Just four days before Carter's release, MSK actually won the tag team titles by defeating Marcel Barthel and Fabian and the Creed Brothers in a triple threat match at NXT Stand and Deliver. MSK has been set to defend their titles against Whaler and Senga on NXT this week. So many things are happening right now. 
What else is going to be happening on this week's episode of NXT? Well, North American Championship match uh, is going to be happening. The NXT Women's Championship match is going to be happening. And once again, the five-team gauntlet match for the vacant NXT Championship is going to be happening as well. All right, more interesting news that are coming right now from the Wrestling Observer Let's go ahead and let's find out what's going on with AEW as it looks like. AEW programming, as reported last week, will now be appearing on New Japan. New Japan and AEW have worked out an agreement. Timetable is still yet to be determined, but AEW programming will be airing on New Japan World in Japan as well. Now, this has led many people to believe that there would be a possibility that there might be a big show that's put together between New Japan and AEW. Some actually are hinting around about maybe Wrestle Kingdom. It'll be taking time to find out if it actually ends up coming to fruition on that. All right, let's go ahead and let's continue. Ethan Renner is writing in at this hour for the Wrestling Observer. Bandito no-shows GCW Devil in the New Dress, and he issues a statement. Bandito did not appear as scheduled at the GCW Devil in a New Dress event in San Francisco one of several no-shows. GCW tweeted that an hour before the show was set to begin that the 26-year-old star had apparently not gotten on his scheduled flight to go to the show and they had not heard from him and that he was not returning calls or any text messages. Bandito had been scheduled to face Nick Wayne on the show. Instead, Wayne wrestled Effie in the opener. Effie had issued an open challenge to Jeff Jarrett as well on the show. Now, Bandito tweeted during the show that the no-show was his mistake. He says, and I quote, Hello to all at GCW Wrestling fans. I just want to say sorry for not being there tonight in San Francisco. Thank you all to the people who to take care of me, but I am fine. It was my fault, and I hope to make things up as soon as possible. See you soon, amigos. All right, moving on. So many things that are breaking at this hour. Let's go ahead and let's stick with the Wrestling Observer and find out a little bit more of what may be happening. Well, let's talk about what could be happening tonight on Monday Night Raw. Many things are going to be happening here. Now, the Wrestling Observer Live with Brian Alvarez and Mike Simpervivi is back to go talk about tons of information regarding wrestling. What's going to be happening tonight? There is a match between Cody Rhodes and The Miz. That's going to be happening tonight uh, starting at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, 7 p.m. Seven times central, you can find all that information there. Many people are reporting that this may be one of the best matches that the Miz may have now that he's working back with Cody Rhodes. All right, let's go ahead and let's continue. Let's hop back over to Wrestling Inc. So many things happening here. The Miz, speaking of him, describes his current role in WWE. Eric Mutter is writing in at this hour that The Miz has some things he would like to share with the WWE universe. At 41 years old, The Miz knows his role in WWE is going to change, much like it has over his 18 years within the promotion. In an interview for the Detroit News ahead of his match tonight against Cody Rhodes on Raw, The Miz reflected on those changes that he has seen regarding his role in WWE and where he is now. In a quote, The Miz said, I would say my role in the company now is a person who can develop newcomers, but also still be in the main event or help out in the main event, guys. 
or I can even be a mid-card guy. In fact, I can be anywhere, The Miz said. I'm that type of person that you're like, hey, we need this. And then he would say, I've got this. Just give it to me. Everything is going to be gold. If you'd like to find out more about what The Miz has to say about his role inside WWE at age 41, check out the article over at Wrestling Inc. by Eric Mutter. All right, so many things that are happening in wrestling, but those are the top stories that are trending as of right now. If you enjoy what we're doing here on the Freeland Five, definitely go ahead and support us. Follow us. You can go ahead and get us anywhere podcasts are made available. Download us. Uh, If you have a friend or many friends who like pro wrestling, go ahead and definitely let them know about the Freeland Five. This is the best place to get all your daily news in a one-stop shop. What are the headlines? What is trending? Who's saying what? And what are all the rumors? That's going to do it for today's episode of the Freeland Five. We'll catch you tomorrow. The world of NLW Radio never stops.